Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we max out our intelligence stat to determine the best Nintendo RPG hero of all time. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Um, Patrick, I'm prepared to tell you what this week's streaming Broadway show is, but I, but before I do that, I have to tell you yes. that I think this is the last time we should talk about it, because... Oh, no. Well, no. Well, here, here's, the, here's the deal. Is it the show that they're streaming yeah. is the NBC, like live musical of hairspray which right oh okay like i like i like i like hairspray Fine, yeah. i think it, like i think it's a fun show but for whatever reason this is like um this feels even like more desperate than the sound of music um yeah totally and so it's like i think i've lost all enthusiasm for uh quarantine no. theater i think so Wow, this is the end of an era. I, I mean, I know people have uh, thanked us for pointing them in the direction of these Andrew Lloyd Webber, and now they're not even his, um, but he's hosting them, uh, these live streamed musicals, uh, and now we're just turning our backs on them. <laughs> Look, I just feel like, like you turned your back on Animal Crossing. I feel like the shows, yeah, actually, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm the fickle one. <laughs> maybe you might be. <laughs> The shows, what? What were you saying? Well, I was just going to say, like, the shows, you know, um, there's something about, like, the Andrew Lloyd Webber ones, for the most part, were, like, live, like, filmed theater. And then yeah. f- there's something about it being, like, staged for TV that it's just, it's just not the same to me. Can I tell you, though, how familiar are you with the musical uh, Hairspray? I'm pretty familiar with it, yeah. Uh, okay. Sarah and I just watched it a couple weeks ago, but I'd seen it. I saw it when it came out in the theater. Uh, when I was living in Hawaii and super bored, um, uh, my roommate and I did a double feature of that and Stardust. <laughs> wow, Stardust. I haven't thought about that for a long time. But you, yeah. know, you know the song, um, uh, I Can Hear the Bells? Yeah. That Tracy sings. Actually, I guess this is a little like spoilery for Game of Thrones. So if you haven't watched it yet, like don't. <laughs> but I've always thought that there would be a perfect yeah. match mashup of that song and then the scene from like uh the final season of Game of Thrones where Daenerys is on the dragon she hears sure, the she bells just on the dra- uh-huh. and she just I can hear the bells exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because he kissed her it's um i don't know i it just felt like a little bit perfect to me um well god willing uh, someone will put that together and it won't be us um speaking of things that we're not going to put together this is maybe my worst of these transitions ever uh my copy of sonic forces would you like to borrow it you can mark i'm thinking i'm thinking sometime next week i'm gonna venture Whoa, out of the post office this and is continue. so I know. exciting after a long hiatus we're we're pulling yep. it as sir andy we are being like andrew lloyd weber and we're like i'm declaring <laughs> we've reached the limits of what the sonic it, you, forces borrowing program can be you like threw put me on when you for. called him sir <laughs> <laughs> he's a lord no 
Well, are lords also sirs? Well, I mean, he's a, he's he's a, he's knighted. I'm pretty sure he's a sir. I think he's a sir. Okay. Oh wait, actually, no. no, no wait. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll look this up. You talk about Sonic <laughs> Forces. I'll look this up. Right, great. If you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and give me a mailing address where I can brave the post office to send you my copy of this game. You play it for as long as you want, and then you send it back. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs me about $11, uh, but it's okay. If you want to buy the game for yourself, it's 10 bucks on the eShop right now. Again, I'm not telling you how to spend your money uh, or what to do. You want to borrow my copy? You should. That's the way to go. Mark, have you? do you have uh, closure on this? I, well, I, I know that he is, in fact, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, well, there, there we go. I, I retract my confusion from before. <laughs> I am genuinely excited to hear that the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program is on the cusp of returning. It was a perfect program in hiatus, but it is an even more perfect program in practice. Yes. Uh, 100%. I mean, I think we can all agree that a, uh, a, a program is better when it is functioning, uh, and that's exactly what we propose to do. That's the, ga- that's the Nintendo Cartridge Society guarantee that eventually all of our programs will function. Um, all right, Mark, uh, speaking of things that need to function, let's get into the topic of the week. This is a continuation, a part two, if you will, um, because last week we just determined the best Nintendo heroes from RPG franchises, uh, but we didn't rank them. We just picked out the best ones from each franchise. Um, and, you know, you know us, we, we like to assign numbers to things. We want to know objectively and definitively which one is the best, which one is the second best, and so on, until second worst and worst. Uh, so that is the task that we have given ourselves today. Um, Mark, do you, how, how are you feeling going into this? So uh, I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous about a couple of these picks and where they're going to shake out, because I think they throw some interesting loops into like our normal processes. But let's go ahead and run down the franchises and, their, and the champions representing them so we know who we're pitting against each other. Sure, let's go back and forth on this. All right, so starting with Paper Mario, we are, the champion is, of course, Paper Mario. Uh, and then representing the Mario and Luigi series, this one's maybe a little bit of a cheat. It is Mario and <laughs> Luigi. Representing the Super Mario RPG is Mallow. And representing the Pokemon Mainline series, it's Pikachu. Uh, representing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon with no commentary is Patrick and Mark as a Mudkip. Representing the Earthbound or Mother series, it's Ness from Mother 2. Representing or Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> representing Fire Emblem is Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Representing Golden Sun is uh, Matthew from Golden Sun Dark Dawn. Representing the Advance Wars series is Andy, star of the first few Advance Wars games. And representing Xenoblade is uh, Shulk from Xenoblade 
Chronicles. Um, Mark, we have an email that we need to address before we go any further in this process. Um, Carter wrote into us, just like anyone can, by uh, emailing us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, and he writes, Dear Patrick and Mark, I would like to preface this email with an admission of the fact that I'm still a little salty with the unjust loss of my entry of Gerudo Valley during the music ranking episode. However, I have come to redeem myself by suggesting an extraordinarily obscure Nintendo RPG that you missed. Pokemon Conquest for the Nintendo DS is a tactical RPG set in feudal Japan if feudal Japan had Pokemon and was very anime-esque. This game is one of my favorites, and I hope you consider this hidden gem from a bygone era of Pokemon. Literally any character from this game would make a good candidate, but I personally suggest Oichi and or her Jigglypuff companion. Thanks for all the great content, Carter. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm looking it up right now. I had no idea this existed. It was developed by Tecmo Koei. Yeah, wild, right? <laughs> uh, this is also a game that I, I, I was not at all familiar with. Um, but it seems what what why isn't tactical role playing game a genre that uh, Pokemon wh- why why isn't it just conquered that like you make a fire emblem but it's Pokemon instead <laughs> of like dudes with swords holy cow yeah this is such a good idea I am embarrassed that I didn't know this existed because I love the idea of like yeah like what does feudal Japan look like in the uh in a world where Pokemon exists that is. Like, I want to know. I desperately want to know. Um, so the, the question then becomes, who do we include uh, from this game? Uh, and I, I mean, it, we, we are obviously at a, a little bit of a, a disadvantage here, not knowing the characters um, personally. Um, but I think we can take uh, Carter's suggestion and use uh, Oichi and her partner Pokemon, the Jigglypuff. Yeah, I think we've got to. Um, okay, so she seems cool. She's uh, like kind of dressed in the light pinks and blues to match her Jigglypuff. Um, uh, I, 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 what, what else would you say about her? <laughs> I mean, I have no, I don't know. Yeah, this I don't is, know this anything about this character. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I can say nice things about Jigglypuff. Like, I can say the Jigglypuff, right? Like, made it thanks to a uh, friend of the show, Richie Root. Um, Jigglypuff made it very far in our mm-hmm. uh, ranking of the best uh, Smash Brother character of all time. Um, on the strength of, I can't even remember what Richie just really loved Jigglypuff and Smash. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and he, he made a, uh, semi compelling argument frequently <laughs> to keep the Jigglypuff, uh, t- towards the top of the field. So I, I, th- I think, uh, I think that's going to, the character of the Jigglypuff is going to have to carry us a lot here. Um, from the Bulbpedia uh, uh, entry for Oichi, um, uh, it says that all this stuff happens, and then she wishes to stay by the player's side and pledges her service, uh, must be taken into battles that involve the hero battling opponent warlords or their ki- for their kingdoms. So it sounds like she's probably a loyal soldier, um, fights by your side no matter what. Um, she is sweet, kind, a sweet, kind-hearted girl who is not without strength and resolve. By nature, she is not drawn to battle, but nonetheless learned to embrace it when necessary. 
I think that's enough for us to include her in this ranking, don't you? Yeah, at this point, I probably know more about her than I do Andy. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so, uh, Oichi and her partner Pokemon, the Jigglypuff, I uh, have now entered the list. And of course, if you are wondering how we came to some of these determinations, like Patrick and Mark representing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, or why we ended up going with uh, Matthew for Golden Sun, definitely check out our episode from last week. Kind of important context before we get started here. Uh, sure. Or, you know, just dive right in, you know? <laughs> like... Look, man, we've all seen individual episodes of, uh, you know, a TV show before having seen all the episodes that came previous. You catch up. You pick up on the context. It's not that hard. Um, Mark, do you have any obvious, is there anything obvious here to you? Uh, like an obvious top or an obvious bottom? Uh, someone that you really like, someone that you really don't like? Well, can I tell you that one of the things that in leading up to this episode that I've kind of struggled with is I don't know what to do about Patrick and Mark as a mudkip um yeah it's it's a it's a tough one because uh we are we're doing a little self-insert here right like but that is the character in pokemon mystery dungeon it is one of you as it is you it is you the player as a pokemon um and so we had to make a decision somewhere and so we combine ourselves into one person and then that one person into a mudkip. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I feel like where I struggle is like, do I like you and me more than I like Mallow? Like, yeah, of course I do. You know, mm-hmm. do I like you and me more than I like Ness? Yeah. I mean, I like you and me quite a, a, quite a bit. So do you see like that's right. where like the struggle is? Is that like... Yeah, I get you. I get you. You know, so I almost like, do we have to acknowledge, and I'm not saying this is what we should do. But do we have to acknowledge that we made this choice, but then also, like, take us out of the running? Mm, I mean, that is a great point. We did... Who did we cast ourselves as when we were doing musicals? <laughs> oh, Velma I, and Roxy? Oh, no, uh, somebody... Possibly. Somebody... We also in Frozen, right? We cast ourselves... Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We were... We were um, Anna and Elsa. Yeah. I believe. Um... And it was maybe like double cast, so we would like <laughs> yes, alternate uh-huh. nights. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think I, I think I think it is right for us to say that it is unfair. Because look, I know me personally. I know you personally. The show wouldn't exist without you and me personally. So I think you're right. The Patrick and Mark as Mudkip has an unfair advantage and should possibly be removed from the running. Yeah, I think we can enshrine it in its own like separate category yes. um it's uh, right. its own separate ranking of one everyone else needs to compare themselves to the other characters the mudkip that is you and me together need not need not <laughs> concern itself other than that i don't i don't really have any like early favorites for uh front runner here or anybody yes. that i really like hate that much yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think this is tough because there's a lot of middle of the road sort of uh, characterization here, and like uh, it's it's maybe also difficult because we have Mario and Mario and Luigi in here, Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi in here, um, and you know the I've been playing a lot of Bowser's Inside Story, and uh, you know it is charming every time the Mario brothers 
talk to each other in that game because the game doesn't give them dialogue, right? But it will just make them go like um, to the other characters or to each other. Um, but they're not really they're not really characters, you know? Um, and they seem to be, they, they are very much lacking the kind of uh, fun and like joy of motion that I associate with Mario and Luigi, you know? Um, one of my greatest joys in life is picking up a Nintendo controller and making Mario run around. Um, and you don't really get to do that in a Mario and Luigi game. That's a really interesting point because like you do, there is more of that in Paper Mario, but Paper Mario is still a little bit of just like a um, blank character, right? Like the, the interesting, the rich, yeah. The richness of that world is from like the the sidekicks or like the people that you meet, the other NPCs. Uh, it's not that like Paper Mario himself is super interesting, which yeah, actually that kind of makes me like using that as kind of the lens that we're approaching this. Like, I feel like it maybe makes Edelgard a kind of the early front runner. Yeah, because she is so like richly characterized. Yeah, and so I, I, I do sort of think that that is the route that we should take here because, again, these are role-playing games, right? So we are trying to determine which character is the best, not who has the highest stats or, you know, like this isn't determining the, the best starter Pokemon or the best Smash Fighter. Um, we are determining them on the strength of their character, right? Um, and I think uh, that you're right that Edelgard uh, comes out to an early lead there. I think that also means that Mallow um, is is in an early leadership position, uh, simply because he has a character arc. He thinks he is one thing, discovers he is something else, um, achieves his goal, right? Like finds the place where he belongs, and then chooses to go with Mario to complete his quest anyway. You know, when when we were talking about super, who we were going to choose from Super Mario RPG, um, we I, I was briefly making the case for um, Gino, um, and saying that like. You know, it his quest to defeat um, Smithy uh, is like the main quest. Like that's his life's work, um, and that's like the the goal that Mario takes up. But Mallow, Mallow just does it to help his friends. Like he's achieved all of his ends, but his strength of character is so strong that he continues on that quest um, to simply to help his friends and save the kingdom. Yeah, that's yeah. I really like this. And so I feel like um like Mallow, Shulk, not sorry, Mallow, Edelgard, and I would put maybe Shulk up here as well. Um so the way that Shulk is described is like determined, strong-hearted, kind, um quick-witted, um you know like and I I think those are all they make them like that's what makes the characters we've been talking about so far, like so much more dynamic than, you yeah. know, like a paper Mario or a Mario and Luigi um, is that they do have, cause like even like Ness, right. Falls into this like silent protagonist. So yeah, you know, like at this point is Ness maybe more iconic than, you know, like a Shulk or an Edelgard or something like, yeah. Cause he's been in smash for so long, but like as an actual character, right. Like, they're just that it's one of the good things about RPGs, but also like when you're doing one of these like 
uh, things where you're talking yeah. about characters, like the empty vessel that allows you to like project yourself onto that character is also kind of like the downfall of a lot of these. Um, and and I, I think for for that reason, we also need to elevate Andy from Advance Wars a little bit, um, because he is not a cipher. Like he has a personality. He is uh, enthusiastic. He likes machines, um, and like you know, is has has like a boyish quality to him in a game that is not really uh, about um, like childish characters. Like it's it's a war game, and here's this like kid. Right, like a, a hot shot mechanic um, that is like commanding part of uh, part of the army. Yeah, yeah, that's a really great point. So maybe that's like a potentially that's a place for us to start. Is just kind of like these two broader tiers of characters, like um, ones that you can just yeah. kind of like. A, there's a little bit more to them than that. Just kind of like silent protagonist. Sure. I mean, I, I think what that boils down to is that we want to sort of separate the characters from the ciphers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's go down the list and and determine who's a character, who's a cipher. Okay. Um, so uh, a pa- Paper Mario. Yeah, I think we're calling that one a cipher. Which, like, look, mm-hmm. like, I guess we'll get into it, but like Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi, like, part of the reason that. You were saying, like, Mario and Luigi, it's really cute to see them together, even though they're not, like, they don't have dialogue or anything, is because they're still, it's still Mario, it's still, like, Mario and Luigi, so you have a lot of, like, emotion, I at least anyways have a lot of emotion tied up in those characters, no matter, kind of, like, you know, like, if they are silent, Mario isn't that talkative anyways, um... So I think that will give them a, a, maybe an advantage when we get down to it, but it's still a cipher for sure. Yeah, I, I think they're ciphers, but they are perhaps very good ciphers. Um, Mario and Luigi also going in in the cipher category. Mm-hmm. Um, so next we have uh, Mallow from Super Mario RPG, and I think we've decided that this is going into like the what are we calling it, like character? Yeah, character versus cipher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Ma- Mallow's a character. He has wants, he has desires, he has disappointments. Pikachu. So, Pikachu is expressive, right? Like, yes. And I, I assume we're like we're we're not saying like Pikachu the what would you say like species or like Pikachu the type of Pokemon. It's like a very specific <sighs> Pikachu, like the Pikachu. I mean, if if it is. It's hard for us to consider the Pikachu, like the Pikachu from the anime. Like that's almost a different thing entirely. And then shouldn't we have picked Ash? <laughs> right. Uh, but we didn't. And <laughs> a Pikachu may, may occupy an in-between area. Yeah. I think we, I vote that we put him in character and maybe Pikachu turns out to be, like, low character, right? Like, kind of, like, middle tier, butting up with um, Paper Mario or something. But sure, I think, he, I think he's got enough personality to, like, um, make it up there. Um, okay. So next, we're doing po- uh, Pokemon Conquest. Is this where we should uh, slot them in? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think Oichi and uh, Jigglypuff fall under the cat the character category Mm -hmm. perhaps a little difficult because we don't know the character (laughs) but that's okay 
Uh, and then next we have Ness from Earthbound, which I think um, clearly is a cipher. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Edelgard from Fire Emblem, I think, would go in characters. Um, and I'll, I'll, I, I wanted to loop back on um, Ness for a second. Um, that that that's definitely another example where it is the three other party members that are way more strongly characterized. Um, Pooh and Jeff and the girl whose name I can't remember. <laughs> um, they all they all have like well-rounded personalities, and you know Ness. Man, it's it's weird because uh, at the beginning of the game, like it asks you what your favorite food is, and then it makes that Ness's favorite food. Paula, um, like by the, the game way. is very. What's that? Paula. Paula, thank you. Um, it it's interesting the way Earthbound like expressly makes you Ness. Um, you know, it it'll say things like your dad is calling. Uh, and it's like my dad or Ness's dad, and obviously the game means Ness's dad, but it says you. The game makes you Ness. Yeah, so I mean, it gets into that kind of like um, almost like gray area that we were talking about earlier, because it's like, yes, you are Ness, just like the same way that you and I are that Mudkip. Um, yeah, and so like, yeah, like you're you're totally right that you know, like Ness is as rich as you kind of like want him to be right because uh no. he, it's an empty vessel that in which you can put anything um so again de- i think for sure a cipher but how he ends up like shaking out it is to be determined it's so weird that it's not ness is you but you are ness like it's just it I, there's just like it's just a subtle little tweak that like the game is telling you that you are the character that's on the screen it's not saying that the character on the screen represents you but but that i know but that makes sense like when you think about if you think of like earthbound as a role-playing game right that is true Mm -hmm. of like when we play D &D or something where you you are bringing some of yourself to that character but it is a character in a unique situation who would not necessarily make choices you would make yeah, I guess, I guess that, that that's a fair point. I, there's there is still something weird about it. I can't quite articulate. Um, that feels different than playing like Dragon Quest, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that that like knowing that you're taking on the maybe it's just the like uh you know modern day setting uh, or the fact that I played Earthbound when I was a kid. Um, so like I was Ness and Ness was me, and like you know the distinction between us was only that his world was weirder. Um, whereas like when I play Dragon Quest, maybe that character has a name, uh, maybe it doesn't, but like you know he's a knight fighting you know drakes and slimes and stuff. Um, it just it 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 N- Ness uh the the closeness with which the player is Ness is uh very interesting to me. So next up we have um. Oh, we did, we did Edelgard, Fire Emblem. Uh, next up, we have yep. Matthew from Golden Sun, which is a game I have not played, but I understand him to be a uh, like a silent protagonist. Uh, yeah, much in the same vein as, uh, or even more so than than Isaac, right? Like that. Um, so I, I think Matthew's got to go into the um, cipher category. Yeah, makes sense to me. And so next we come to Andy um, from Advance Wars. Who I think we we established earlier is is a character. Okay. 
And then um, Shulk from Xenoblade, and I think this is another one that we have established, is a character. Yeah, and, you know, very pointedly is not a silent protagonist. Literally speaks, which is a a rarity in um, Nintendo RPGs. So, okay, this is good. Uh, Under under the heading of characters, we have Edelgard, we have Mallow, we have Pikachu, we have Oichi and Jigglypuff, we have Andy and Shulk, and then in the Cypher category, we have Paper Mario, Mario and Luigi, Ness, and Matthew. Um... Now, I think generally speaking, I feel that these ciphers are lesser characters, but I don't know if I'm going to hold to that. There may be some ciphers that creep up the list just because I'm fond of them. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. But to me, I think a good place to start is, like, I would say, like, we assume that cipher is at the bottom and we rank those. And then when we rank, and then maybe we rank characters and where the two will start to like intermingle is at the top of cipher and the bottom of characters. 100%. Um so okay, ciphers Paper Mario, Mario and Luigi, Ness and Matthew. Um so I think Matthew's going to be at the bottom here for me just because purely it's, you know, my own ignorance. I don't know Matthew. I don't like math. You know, like I don't really have Whoa. any. <laughs> I, I I have. I guess shouldn't say I don't, don't like, like him. Matthew. I, I have. I have no feelings about him one way or the other. Yeah, um, and I think that is fair, and also about where I land with him too. Um, also, uh, you know, I've I've mentioned on this show a couple times that uh, I don't really like Golden Sun as an RPG series. I've tried it a couple times. I've got it on my. Um, uh, I have the the uh, uh, game GBA card, and then I also have um, uh, have it on my Wii U. And every time I try to get into it, uh, the games are slow. They're sort of ugly, um, and like I don't quite get why people are so gung ho about the series. So, and you know, a failing of mine. I didn't play it when I was fourteen. Um, I'm sure if I did, I would be, you know, saying how good a character Mallow is, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, I will back that and say that Matthew representing uh, Golden Sun goes at the bottom of this list for me as well. And just so I'm backing this up with something that is not just my complete ignorance on the series, I think, um, you know, we've talked about viewing these characters as characters and letting that kind of guide our ranking. But I think also if we're talking about like the greatest Nintendo RPG character of all time, you're looking at this list and it's like, Matthew just doesn't have the cultural impact that any of these other yeah. characters do. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. So then uh, who do we think goes right above that? So this this is difficult for me because, um, you know, after you were, you were talking about Ness and... Uh, just like I, I feel weird yes, having. I was talking a circle around Ness. <laughs> that's right. I, I just I feel weird. Um, initially, I probably would have said like, of course, Ness goes below Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi. But I don't know that that's true. I think I now I'm kind of leaning on your guidance here because I haven't played any of the Mario and Luigi games. But my initial thought is like Ness is maybe the top of the cipher list, and. Then, like, Paper Mario and Mario, Mario and Luigi are, um, they, they follow, and I'm not sure in what order. So, I, I'm actually not sure that I 
think Ness is a better character than Paper Mario. Um, Paper Mario is very expressive in a way that Ness frequently isn't. Um, like, even if you have a hard time sort of, uh, you know, articulating what Paper Mario's personality is, um, he is always emoting, right? It is a very expressive, a very emotional character. He's like a, a, a silent Mickey Mouse, you know? Um, and like simplifying Mario's design for the Paper Mario does a lot to make him just like a more appealing character. Um, so, but I do think that uh, the next on the list, like next closest to the bottom, is Mario and Luigi as they appear in the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, I'm again, like, again, out of ignorance a little bit, but I'm okay with that placement. Um, it, in comparison, and we've talked about it a little bit, but just like in comparison to Paper Mario, why would you put them? Why do you put them there? Just because they are like less expressive. Yeah, because because they're less expressive, and as I am, this, and this is a uh, thing that is happening to me recently, so it is definitely informing uh, my opinion here. But as I'm playing Bowser's Inside Story, um, the game is more fun when you're controlling Bowser. He gets all the big showstopper moments. He has a personality. Um, he's driven by like an insatiable hunger. He wants power. He wants his castle back. Um, and I can't. I can't tell you what the Mario, what Mario and Luigi want. Like, the they want to. You know, like, why are they helping Bowser? Right. Right. Like, it's um, the the struggle in that game is between Fawful and Bowser, and not between the Mario Brothers and anyone else. Um, so like. The fact that they, they're able to be sidelined so completely in their own game makes me think that they don't really deserve to be any higher up on this list. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. So right now, it sounds like we're going Matthew at the bottom, followed by uh, Mario and Luigi, and then Ness, and then Paper Mario. I do think it's interesting to have like Paper Mario and Ness up there at the top because they're two very different types of RPG characters. Like Paper Mario... Yeah. Um, there is none of that, like, I'm going to put myself into this character's shoes and, like, live a life that I will never live, right? You're not really, like, making meaningful choices in any of the Paper Mario game. Um, everything just just kind of, like, happening as it happens. Um, whereas Ness is, you know, like, the kind of hook of it, like you were saying, is that you are Ness. Yeah, it's it's that that's a really interesting point, and and that like Ness is also uh like leveled and grow it like grows in a way that you have a lot of like agency over. Um, you make decisions about what weapons to equip, and you know all all kinds of things. the The Paper Mario series is so such a simplified version of an RPG that like the character doesn't grow in quite the same way. I may be starting to talk myself out of this, that maybe Ness should be above Paper Mario. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know exactly where it lands either, because I do think that you have a really good point that, like, Paper Mario is way more, um, like, expressive, right? Like, uh, yeah, he, he's more likable. Um, it's like, it's just like how your avatar in, like, the Pokemon games, like, is not really likable. Like, they stare blankly at everything, right? They're kind of like pod people. Um, and yeah. that, that does have an effect on how, like, mu how, like, attached you can be to them. Yeah. Okay. Well, is this something that we need to put aside for now and revisit in a little bit? I think so, because I think characters is going to be interesting. And I don't know, I mean, even just, like, right offhand, like, 
and again, this is ignorance, but like Oichi and Jigglypuff, like, do I like them more than I like uh, Ness or Paper Mario? And the answer is probably no. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that as well, um, which is why I was saying that there probably are some places here where the uh, characters will slip below the ciphers. Yeah, but I think I think right now we we've got like a good division in that like we know that Paper Mario and Ness are good ciphers and Mario and Luigi and Matthew are bad. Yep, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well let's let's address uh, uh, Oichi and uh, Jigglypuff, and I also want to throw um, Andy into the same mix here. Um, uh, not not quite for the same reasons. Like I, I have a little bit uh, firmer grasp on on andy's personality but kind of by virtue of him being like a a kind of a kid he's a little obnoxious he's got some of that like short round uh syndrome of like you you know i use it as a positive earlier but like you're a child in a clearly adult scenario um which just like strains the not that any of these games are credible, but like strains <laughs> the credibility of like his role in the the red star army well, I also think that as much as I absolutely like have fondness for those like really fun kind of like simple uh, meat and potato anime tropes, um, they it it, it doesn't it doesn't make for particularly like rich characters, right? It's a very like Saturday morning cartoon approach to characterization. Yeah, and so in that way, it's like it they do belong in that like Paper Mario. Um, for the most part, like they belong in that paper mario, like they're very reactive and they're very colorful and but I don't you know, I don't know how much there is beyond that um where yeah, yeah, uh also, I misspoke earlier, Andy is in uh, the he's a c o in the o- uh orange stars, not the red stars, my bad. <laughs> Um, so I, I think I think that uh, we are putting them sort of like near the bottom of the characters list with Oichi and Jigglypuff at the very bottom and Andy right above that. I think so. But we, we do have to talk about Pikachu, which is a character, if we are not talking about like Detective Pikachu, who does not talk and is basically like mm. a, is for all, like basically a pet, a very like active and loyal pet, but still, you know, like has limits right. to their agency. And again, we should uh, like reemphasize: we are not talking about Ash's Pikachu. We are not talking about like the um, the anime's Pikachu um, because that's just it's that's too uh, that's too vast of a character for us to try to fit into um, this here. Yeah. So, like, really, if you're breaking it down to just like a generic Pikachu that you you know get in the tall grass, maybe down there with matthew oh boy uh that's that's interesting uh it's (laughs) i i hope we are making the right decision because we already threw out some pokemon representation and you and i are notoriously bad at considering pokemon as part of like (laughs) nintendo's oeuvre look i'm not saying i'm right i'm just saying like as a character not as a mascot Mm -hmm. not as the um Right, if we are talking about Ash's Pokemon, I do think that's totally different. I feel just yeah. like a generic Pokemon that you find, like again, it's generic in the game. You can find them 
like all over the place, right? Um, you can find two of them. Yeah, and they don't in the games. They don't have like a enormous amount of personality. They're they are like the Mickey Mouse of Pokemon. But like when people were posting um, videos of their campsites in Sword and Shield and seeing like all the Pokemon, the way that they would interact with each other. Right, like nobody was like, "Look how awesome Pikachu's interactions are." People were loving like the oddballs and like the weirdos, and Pikachu is not that. Yeah, and I mean, we we also mentioned that like, uh, you know, in the Pokemon series, uh, you are really playing not as the Pikachu but as uh the the trainer, which we know to be a poor character. Right, like that. That is just. It's not even you. It's just a thing that moves around that you know enacts your will. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's put the Pikachu down in the cipher category with Matthew. I will say, if we're using the same logic as we did for Matthew, where it's like, how does he represent Nintendo RPGs in general? Like, as a mascot, Pikachu's probably number one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. So I think we put him down here for now, but I I think there's little messiness in ciphers that we're probably gonna have to um, work out. Yeah, deal with later, and uh, that means that we leave open the possibility that Pikachu will rocket back all the way back up to number one. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the cards. So that leaves us with probably in our top three the characters in some order: um, Edelgard uh, from Fire Emblem Three Houses, Mallow from Super Mario RPG and Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, your initial thoughts here, Mark? Um, I think Shulk's position is right. Um, Third? Yeah. Like, I know that, you know, there's this um, definitive edition coming out tomorrow, and that, you know, like, he's represented in the series and him are represented in smash brothers. So that's raised his profile a lot, but I don't think that we can give Shulk too much credit. Right. And, and certainly not yet. If perhaps we revisit, look, the last time that we uh, reviewed all of our lists, we determined which lists were uh, no longer definitive and uh, our Shulk placement at number three. And I'm going to agree. That's almost certainly where he's going to land. Um, Maybe the thing that makes the list no longer definitive once we spend a little more time in the Xenoblade uh, world. Um, but I think right now, you're right. Um, he's got to just come in behind Mallow and Edelgard. But then, Mallow v. Edelgard, what do you do? Uh, this one, I don't know, because they are both great in very different ways. Because like one of the things that's really interesting about Edelgard is like, which house in three houses you play will um your opinion of Edelgard and like the parts of Edelgard that you see like are very different. Um yeah, to to the point where if most people playing the game will not consider her a hero character. Right, right. And but even like in the Blue Lions playthrough, right? Like you realize that um she's definitely cast as like a villain. But uh, the relationships between the characters are is like pretty interesting. So it gives you like a little, maybe I'll say like a softer view of her a little bit, um, or a different one if nothing else. Whereas like Mallow is more just like the traditional feel good, like in the sense that Mallow is like a force of for good 
who has like yeah. a kind of like very traditional RPG story and then chooses to like be the hero and uh you know like go with Mario to complete his quest like in that sense he is the most like traditionally good yeah. RPG character and for that reason could end up like uh being the like poster child that we choose here it it is very interesting because Mallow I think is a more um interesting character i think his design is more bizarre um and his story while being sort of an rpg trope um has some you know absolutely wild uh decorations on it he thinks he's a frog then he discovers that he's the prince of cloud people like it's bizarre um but edelgard is a much more grown-up character she's an adult character that adults can find interesting and i don't know that that's necessarily true about mallow for sure. I mean, Mallow is, um, I mean, if you want to talk about, like, huggability factor, like, Mallow, you want to oh, wrap yeah. your arms around, right? And, like, yeah. Edel, you know, like, Edelgard is a little more prickly. Like, that's just, like, who the character is. So it's, like, it's it's enshrining two very different, um, like, pieces of RPGs. Like, like you said, like, one, the more, like, child-like wonder um and then the other one just more like uh for lack of a way lack of a better term like more like adult multifaceted yeah. like rpg character what i also think like it is worth considering that uh edelgard is frequently a an unlikable character that i like and mallow is a likable character that i like it's less of an impressive magic trick right <laughs> totally totally like when when we were talking about this and started to view everything through the lens of like strongest character i think like edelgard is the strongest character especially because you have that like play through this like uh rashomon like play through the story multiple times and you see like yeah. different points of view like i think that that added complexity is really interesting i do think that there's so from that side i think like the best character from the side of like does this character best represent nintendo rpgs i think that's a harder sell i think that's a harder sell but not an impossible sell fire emblem three houses was very popular um the the biggest like fire emblem game uh, maybe awakenings uh, had a, like a bigger impact among nintendo fans but like she is uh frequently the poster child for it i know dimitri and claude are also like fan favorites but she's got this like headpiece thing that's like horns like she has a very graphic look to her in a way that uh is more like compelling and immediately like grabbing than a lot of the other uh three houses characters and you know uh just by recency bias you know super mario rpg came out in like 1996 like no or 95 or something um super mario rpg is an old game mallow is an old character but isn't that a point for mallow and look we are old and so the fact that we know who mallow is is maybe you know, like not the best indication, but um, mm. right, like there is something for staying power, and I I know that there is. That's a joke coming from somebody who, as soon as like Breath, I finished playing Breath of the Wild, I was like, "This is the best game of all time. It's the best Zelda game of all time. It's the best RPG of all time." Um, right. So like, I'm definitely guilty, yeah. and I uh of you know like being enraptured by a game too early. But I do wonder that about Edelgard. Like, yeah, like Three Houses made an mm. impact for sure, but like. It was, uh, awakening did when it came out and in five years when we're talking about like 
great Fire Emblem characters. Oh, great, great question. Yeah, you know, like it will it will it be the same conversation right now? And I I don't I I don't know that that's true. Um, this is fascinating. Uh, because when now like we look back at this. It almost makes me feel like Paper Mario and Pikachu should be rescued from the depths of the cipher category and brought up just by sheer like iconography, right? That like if we are picking a representative to be like this is what Nintendo RPGs are and can be and what they look like, maybe they are way more impactful um in their simplicity than Edelgard and Mallow are in their complexity. And maybe like yes, I'm completely on board with where you're going or what you're saying. Um, but to that point, I wonder if Ness is also brought up. Um, now Ness mm. Ness is a little bit more difficult because, uh, right? Like Earthbound did not sell super well. Like it wasn't like a huge hit. It's you know like yeah. a a cult game that really you know in the same way that bringing Marth into Smash Brothers brought that game back into like brought fire emblem to people's attention like the introduction of ness i think totally did the same thing um i i can a hundred percent tell you that you know most of the people i knew it's like who is this kid with a yo-yo um and so right. and why isn't it mike jones from star trek <laughs> right the the character on everybody's lips um absolutely <laughs> uh and so it's like Earthbound and Ness do represent like another one of the, if we're talking about like, you know, the, the Trinity of Nintendo RPGs, right? Like, uh, I think you have like Mario there, you have Pikachu for Pokemon, and then arguably you have Ness because like Mother is niche, like super, super, super niche, but it is uh it has grabbed people's attention right like it represents a uh, an arm of uh nintendo rpgism that isn't captured anywhere else on this list yeah yeah i mean and that and that is a really solid point um that like yeah it it just it it, it occupies a space beyond the game right um in, in a way that i don't know the rest of these games or characters do i guess outside of pokemon pokemon is uh almost a video game second you know uh pokemon maybe even third <laughs> i mean P pikachu is basically like the mascot of japan for all intents yeah. and purposes at this point um do we need to disqualify the pikachu <laughs> <laughs> well i think that we i think you're right that i think our list shifts a little bit i think andy and oichi and jigglypuff move down um into the lower part of the list and then i think so i think it becomes like maybe it becomes matthew still at the bottom sorry matthew followed by mario and luigi then oichi and jigglypuff yep. then andy and then Sh shulk potentially okay uh i'm i'm just uh i'm i'm making these changes in, in our list and we'll we'll see how we're doing there uh so that that's just above um andy i think so cuz if we're talking like when we start to introduce like pure iconography to these characters um i do think that and i think if we're talking about the greatest nintendo rpg character of all time we can't discount that entirely 
Yes, uh, agree. So then, uh, and and also makes sense that we would uh, let Shulk slide down quite quite a bit here. Yeah. Um, because right now it looks like we're putting him below Ness and Paper Mario, um, and then maybe Pikachu comes next. I understand Pikachu has like the ultimate iconography um, greater than any of the rest of them. But I feel like the thing he stands for is too broad and too broadly, not a Nintendo RPG specifically. Totally. He's too good for it. Like he's Pikachu is way beyond like being the greatest Nintendo RPG character of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But even, even so even like coming to the contest and being like, I'm not going to compete. He comes in third. Which then brings us to our top two. We still have to decide Mallow v. Edelgard, which is the best. I, I really don't know what to do here. Um, before I was talking myself into uh, Edelgard, but I don't know why, my brain has now switched over to I think Mallow is the more iconic, the more uh, heroic, like uniformly heroic, um, and the more just like, you know, capturing that weirdo Nintendo magic um, than Edelgard. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that neither of them, yeah, we'll see with Edelgard, like people really, but like Mallow, uh, you know, you show him to people, especially, you know, people who started playing games in the N64 or GameCube era, like nobody's going to know who this weird Michelin man looking, you know, like marshmallow cloud thing is. Um, so and no one is ch- no one is calling for his inclusion in Smash Brothers, <laughs> right? Right, that's right. We we chose even the the least popular of like the weirdo Mario RPG characters. Um, yeah. So th- I have to admit that is tripping me up a little bit with naming either of them like the best representation. But I do think that beyond icon iconography, like they are the best characters we have on this list. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. They, they are the best characters. They are the strongest characters. I can tell you what their personalities are. I can tell you what they want. I can tell you what they're afraid of. Um, and they also both look cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, 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 they fit that, like, that video game RPG uh, just, just like, exactly what I would want from a character, a hero in an RPG. And I think maybe that's why I lean with you towards putting Mallow at the top here, because I feel like Mallow enshrines something about like the fun and optimism of Nintendo RPGs that I want this list to celebrate. Uh, yeah, the, and and Edelgard uh, does not do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, her her story, even when she is the hero, is anything but fun. Um, so yeah, that that totally tracks for me. I think this may be our list. Um. I'm going to read it down from the bottom to the top, and then we can discuss uh, if we need to make any changes. Uh, how many do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six. Ten. Ten RPGs, ten RPG characters. Coming in at number ten, Matthew from Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. Number nine is Mario and Luigi from Mario and Luigi. Number eight is Oichi and Jigglypuff from Pokemon Conquest. Number seven is Andy from um, Advance Wars. Number six is Shulk from Xenoblade Chronicles. Number five is Ness from Earthbound. 
Number four is Paper Mario from Paper Mario. Number three is Pikachu, barely even competing here and coming in at number three. Um, and number two is Edelgard from Fire Emblem. And number one, the best Nintendo RPG character is Mallow from Super Mario RPG. And then Patrick and Mark as Mudkip are in a separate list where they are number one in a list of one. Uh, and also the last place at the same time. <laughs> I really like Mark, this. I think, yeah, I I, th- I think this is our list. I, I I don't think it needs revision at all. Uh, all right, let's close this out. Mark, I feel like there's room for debate on the decisions that we made. So I would love to hear what our listeners think here and if they have any suggestions for uh, how characters should be moved around. Um, or if you just want to let us know that we nailed it, just get, just e- email us a thumbs up. Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, and uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it wherever you share stuff uh, that helps us out a lot. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, and myself as a mudkip, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening. That's right, Nintendo Cartridge Society listeners, what is going down? Are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella Hella in in Your your 30s. 30s. A podcast about a cool couple trying to do adult stuff. So each week we invite you to join us as we try to learn things we should probably already know, like how does a stock market work? Can we install that bidet? Why are all of our houseplants dying? This is a podcast for people of all ages, because remember... Age ain't nothing but a number. But being Hella in Your 30s is a state of mind. So tomorrow's a new day, let's order pizza. Campfire.